0: Straight out of context. For God so loved the world, I can do all things through Christ. Yes. Hold! I stand at the door and I know knock. the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God's not wishing for any to perish. For by his wounds you were healed. I pray that you may all prosper and be in Where good health. Where there is help. no vision, the people perish. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Judge not that you be not judged. Train up a child in the way he should go. and An eye for an eye. Repent and be baptized. We're just lifting up the name. you ask me anything in my name, if my people who are called by my name... You know, you've heard these verses. Do you know what they mean? Straight Out of Context. We're starting right now, your weekly hermeneutical podcast. Well, I'm glad you're with us today. Welcome to Straight Out of Context, your weekly hermeneutical podcast. We're a podcast that teaches biblical interpretation. So therefore, we're a podcast about hermeneutics. So let's just call it the hermeneutical podcast. Now, each week, we're going to be building upon the week before, so if you are just joining us, I want you to go back and listen to a couple of the foundational pre-podcasts, because we've not really started the series yet. We're just talking about the idea of interpretation, some of the errors, and then when we get into it, we're going to alternate between learning to interpret and then rightly interpreting Scripture, as well as have episodes about misinterpretation of Scripture and give examples. Today, I want to talk about the difference of interpretation versus reading. That's right. We have to read the Scripture in order to interpret it, but there are some times when we just need to read it, and there's really no interpretation to be had. For example, let me give you a sentence. I want you to go to the table, pick up the milk, and put it in the refrigerator. Now, that's a general statement, something that I say often to my children. I have five, by the way. And they never have looked at me and said, Dad, what do you mean by that? Do you want me to walk to the table and pick up the milk and put it in the refrigerator? Or do you mean something else? You see, there's no need to interpret that, though interpretation does happen, but it happens in what we call syntax. In other words, the very simple statement if, if just hearing what is said is so simple to understand that there's no depth to it. There's no interpretation there. Now, I know I may be splitting hairs, but I am talking about these things because many times, and when I say many, I mean several times a week, I hear people say, but that is your interpretation of that particular verse. No, it's not an interpretation. It's just what the verse says. It's what the verse reads. And so I think we've got this big confusion in the world of Christendom that interpretation of the Bible is left up to the intelligence of the reader or the academics of the reader or even the time of study that a reader may put into. Some people even say that God teaches them things that isn't necessarily in the Scripture and they hear from God in different ways. We'll have a podcast about that, not only here, but also a very long hour podcast with me and Brother Eddie over at TheologyAnswers.com. In the months to come. But back to this issue. Interpreting Scripture is first learning to read Scripture. Just read Scripture. If you see the words out of John 1 that say, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Now, there's nothing to interpret there. It says, in the beginning, that means you know, before there was anything, that God was the Word. So, there was the Word, and the Word was God. So, we know that what the sentence is saying is that God was there, and He was known as the Word, or He was the Word. There's no hidden meaning there. But then we see the next part of that that says, and the Word was with God. So, now all of a sudden, we see something that might need some interpretation, and we'll move past this for now. But if you keep reading, you'll understand what happens when we see verse 14 uh, that says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's showing the personhood of God and the persons of God in the Trinity. And there's a whole other discussion there as well. But in this interpreting versus reading, most people would say, Uh, about simple syntax, about simple sentences, subject, verb, subject, predicate. And they would say, well, there's an interpretation issue there. Um, And I want to challenge that. I want to challenge you, the listener, and those around you to stop allowing that type of thing to take place. We talked last time about spiritualizing Scripture, and that's a way that most people misunderstand, misread, and then, in a sense, misinterpret Scripture. And today, learning that it's not about interpretation, but rather comprehension. And comprehension of what we read is not that difficult. So let's think about it for a moment. Let's give some more examples. If we're reading along, and we're reading along in uh, part of Scripture. Let's go get a Bible and find a place. So let's go then to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and let's hear what Paul has written. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes. To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who are in every place, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see something very simple. This greeting of this letter is written by Paul. It says his name there. Called by the will of God to be an apostle through Jesus Christ of Jesus Christ. So we see that Paul was called by God by the will of God. It wasn't Paul's decision. It was the will of God, and He called Paul to be an apostle and an apostle belongs to Jesus, someone who is a messenger and has seen the risen Lord. So Jesus is the only one who can appoint an apostle. And our brother Sosthenes. Now Sosthenes was a partner there with Paul, and he is writing to the Corinthians because they know him, and he's mentioning him there in the letter. So that's no interpretation that's necessary for that. We just read it, and in reading it, we understood it, and we understood what it meant, and therefore we have interpreted it. So then we go to verse 2 of 1 Corinthians 1. It says, To the church of God that is in Corinth. So here we see that Paul is writing from himself, and the greetings also come from Sosthenes. And then to whom? To the church of God that is in Corinth. And you might say, well, who is the church? Well, he says who the church is. They're those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. That means when we are born again, we are justified because Christ paid for our sins and God gifts us repentance, he gives us the change of mind in order to believe, he gives us the gift of faith because of what Christ has done. So we're sanctified in Christ Jesus. Now you can't get all of what I just said. There's some theological inferences that I'm putting into this, but in the idea of being sanctified, you may not know what that means, but you have to say that they're sanctified in Christ. Jesus they're not sanctified in themselves. They're not sanctified in their church. They're not sanctified because of their daddy or because their dog licked their toes. They're sanctified in Christ Jesus. And then it says, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. So you see, when you hear these words, there's not really any interpretation except to read the syntax and to put together what it means, based on what it says. Then he goes on to verse 4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. So we see here that he is thankful and he thanks God in his prayers always because God gave in Christ, gave them the grace to believe because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. So the grace of God to believe, the grace of God to be saved, the grace of God to have eternal life, that's what Jesus did. He accomplished that. Now, we learn all of that through other parts of Scripture, but just in that sense, we know that we're reading. We don't have to interpret or understand all of the details of what those terms mean in order to grasp the text. The problem comes when we refuse to interpret those words, or when we refuse to look deeper into the text, or not just deeper, but I meant that not in a sense of what's hidden, so we may dig it out, but deeper into the continuation of the text. When we see Paul teaching the Corinthians, he teaches some good things, some theology there. He teaches some theology to the Romans. He teaches about justification and propitiation, two words of which very few Christians have ever even heard, which is puzzling to me. So I will finish up this podcast today, this pre-podcast number three or C, if we're doing letters, and I will say to you, learn to read the scripture and then get into the habit and the discipline of reading scripture and quit worrying about what it really means, because what it really means is what it really says. We'll talk in future episodes about the error of wooden literal translation or wooden literal translation meaning, and also spiritualization, we'll bring that back up, but for today, I want to encourage you to read the Bible. Start in the book of Philippians, start in the book of John, start in Matthew, it doesn't matter, and just read, and comprehend what you read, and when something hits you, like the word sanctified in Christ Jesus, or the grace of God given to you, or those who call upon the name of the Lord with those, or whatever, and and it troubles you, or bothers you, write it down, And then we'll go through in future podcasts and we'll learn how to dig out the meaning of those things from the context. And if it's not there, we will go to another context and find them. But you can rest assured that most every letter that you have in your hand within itself is sufficient for understanding what is written there. We don't have to be a Bible scholar with a PhD to understand scripture. So rest well in the gospel of grace. And until next time, we will see you later. Thank you.